Hello, this is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop, and it is the best day of the week because it's Friday, which means I'm talking Young Justice Season 4, Episode 4. And before I get into this episode, uh, this probably will be a short one. Hopefully I can stretch it out to 10 or 20 minutes, but it's just me talking about a very short episode of television. So I'm just going to share my quick thoughts and uh, maybe a couple theories about where the uh, short term where the show is going. Um, Because honestly, I have no clue. But before I get into that, I just want to remind everyone that you find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. Many other places as well, but you can find us there, listen to us. Uh, You can hop in the live chat and share your thoughts and theories about whatever it is we're talking about. Also, we do two shows here. Uh, This show, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, talking Young Justice, the DC superhero show that is kind of modeled after the old Teen Titans show, but goes a little further and uh, adds a bunch more characters, uh, which is a ton of fun. And then Wednesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern time, we talk a weekly movie and then talk about this previous week's movie news. Uh, This week's movie is 28 Days Later, so don't forget to watch that so that we can talk about it. Uh, I'm very curious how it's going to be because it's it's a movie that really affected the zombie genre, which is really interesting because they're not really zombies. (laughs) So uh, it it should be a fun one. I've never seen it, but uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, We're also watching Batman because Young Justice, you know, getting into the DC side of things. Uh, especially the animated DC side of things. Uh, Also watching Batman Long Halloween Parts 1 and 2, uh, which I've already watched, and they're very good. I can't wait to talk about them uh, in great detail. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. That's probably all the announcements. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow, uh, wherever you're listening, so that we can grow the conversation and just share our thoughts and theories about everything because that's what it's all about uh obviously i'll be spoiling this episode um as we always do because i want to talk about it in its fullest uh so young justice season four episode four it it was it was a weird one um it wasn't a weird one but it it was kind of the conclusive episode uh of this uh ours well it's not a total closure on the ours plot but uh we're getting there like it's a conclusion to part one of it i think uh we solved how the what was he a king (laughs) the king um died and kind of discussed more of the race war that is happening on Mars uh, amongst all of the factions and even the the king who was uh, uh, that's the thing I thought was a little interesting is that the so there's I don't really understand how it works I'm gonna be honest because they're shapeshifters and they even say that in in the show that they're like it's pretty absurd that shapeshifters are racist on the basis of color like that's kind of an absurdity <laughs> but uh so there's the garoons which are green the ah shens which are white the blood dens which are red and then there's 
the Yellon, which aren't like a birth race, but I guess they any of the I don't really understand how the Yellons work, but they're the sorcerer priests of this uh of the Mars Martians. Um, and they turn yellow, I guess, when they learn enough magic. I don't totally understand it, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the the royal bloodline, our blood ends are red. And I guess the prince fell in love with a woman who is green. And she it, it's very complicated. It's it's a whole color palette of math. Um so if if I if I understand it correctly, the prince which is red fell in love with a woman who is green, who pretended to be white to kill the king, who is now yellow because the sorcerer priests are celibate, and that's the only way she can live with herself after killing her. her love's father <laughs> okay um it's very complex in the color wheel but uh they figure it all out and they have that heart to heart there's a couple lines of dialogue which are i think are kind of a weird way to look at um things like i forget what he says uh the prince says if i had just um what does he say if i had just like not listened to my father then he would still be alive as in if he would have married outside of his race his father would still be alive which is kind of true but also like that's a really weird way to look at it in my mind like he would have been marrying a girl who was clearly willing to kill his father <laughs> because she did. <laughs> like, I don't know that it didn't seem like she killed him out of benevolence. Like, don't get me wrong. And, and they even say like the father was all for like uh, racial inclusion. Like he, he was, he was against all the um, racial barriers that were in on Mars, but clearly it wasn't all of them because uh, he still had some of his own uh per for personal at least um and it's just like i don't know that's that's not that's not the way i looked at it i was like yeah i get it she really loved you and because your father was the thing holding y'all back she killed your father like okay but that doesn't make her you know a good person <laughs> like she she had those dark desires that somewhere down there the whole time like i don't know it's, it's kind of a weird way to look at it but uh it felt like a childish way of looking at it like it's too straightforward i guess uh when things were a little bit more complicated as they were explaining it um but uh fortunately the prince is able to uh say a lot of stuff that make people happy and kind of against the Mars cast system that they have in place. Um, and the 
they really got to get rid of the, I don't know what he is, but the general of the army, he, <laughs> that, that man is a racist. Like they just got to get rid of him. He's right. He doesn't, I don't know. He's just a very hateful person. Um, they got to get him out of the Mars uh, kingdom, not out of the kingdom, but uh, out of a position of power. Um, <laughs> he's too too determined to get his voice heard. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Macom, um, they find out that sure enough, the uh, assassination attempt on Martian Manhunter wasn't related to the killing of the father, and that Macom was behind it. Um, I guess they haven't totally figured all that out yet, but they know it's two different things. And then they know that Macomb placed this other bomb. Um, and this is where things I think get really interesting in the episode is because here you have Superboy who likes Superman, um, Kryptonian. He, the Martians live mostly underground, so he's not getting a lot of solar energy to recharge. Uh, he's lost a lot of his strength, a lot of his healing ability. Um, a lot of his abilities in general, I should say. And uh, he goes to save the day, save everyone from this bomb, uh, which makes sense. I mean, he is the best equipped to do it uh, because the bomb is going to target Martians. And it's supposed to only target green Martians because it's part of Macomb's race war. And but as we saw Previously, uh, with um, the Apocalypse message carrier, um, and Magan even figures it out that it might do something even worse because it's Apocalypse tech. Like maybe Macom is being scammed, even though he he's trying to kill half the population, but he might get more than he bargained for, and the whole population might be killed. Uh, we see a figure teleport in, and I guess we don't really know who this figure is, or I just don't remember it, but it seems like a new character to me. Um, and we find out that it's the character that's working with, I don't know the names, the chameleon boy, Miss Jupiter, and uh, whatever that last one is, I forget. The three people that are kind of watching Miss Martian, Superboy, and Beast Boy. And they make some comments that they're like, oh, he's here and all this stuff, and... But what we see him do is very interesting. He plants a bomb on top of the bomb. And so I kind of think that that bomb would have saved a lot of people. This is the way I, I'm interpreting it. Do you know, before I get into that, I'll just continue through the episode. It's a short episode, so it's almost done. Superboy manages to take it down to the lava that's even more subterranean and take the bomb down there. It blows up and turns out the bomb had some Kryptonian dust on it. And so it potentially kills Superboy and Miss Martian's really sad about it. Um, also really weird ending, like, don't get me wrong. It's a really sad ending. Um, uh, and Superman and, uh, Martian Manhunter finally show up, but all the other credit sequences of the previous three episodes they've used to like tell more narrative detail and, and like pre last season, it was just like a calming 
kind of lo-fi thing of uh, crypto and the um, I forget what the ship is called. Um, and it was just like watching the dog sleep, you know, <laughs> and it's just very calming during the credits. But the the previous three episodes, they use the credits to st still tell some more narrative details. And then this one just sits on Miss Martian crying the whole credit sequence. And I'm like, man, that's really depressing. And I guess the only reason why I kind of feel like it's a little disingenuous is because I think Superboy's still alive. Um, because it sounded like Miss Jupiter, Chameleon Boy, and the other one, the three of them, it sounded like they were going to go save, or not save, sorry. It sounded like they were going to go join their fourth member who planted the secondary bomb. But they never tagged up with him. So I kind of think their mission was to go save Superboy. And that's how maybe Superboy will still be alive, is by the grace of them, perhaps. Or he's dead. I don't know. If he's dead, that's crazy, because we haven't had a death in the show in a while. I don't think. I think I think it was since like season one, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Eh, season two might have killed someone off. I could be wrong. Yeah, and so then uh so I think Superboy's still alive with that and that he got saved. But yeah, it seems like the show, like they, they were kind of getting ready to leave Mars, which I'm a little excited about because uh, I do want to get to the other characters. I want to get to to Nightwing, to uh, Zatanna, to Artemis, to, <laughs> to the other members that aren't being focused on uh, that are in the opening credit sequence that seem important uh aqualad also yeah so so i'm excited that, that's why i'm excited to leave mars is to get to the other characters but i wonder i hope we don't end up doing like a since we had that year time jump in the first episode or whatever and now we just had four episodes that were kind of miss martian and superboy I hope we don't have like two or three episodes about each individual character. I hope we just continue from here on and get like a one sentence line about, Hey, what'd you do for the past year? Kind of thing. <laughs> what problems did Nightwing solve and how did Aqualad leave the justice league to victory and all good things against the Legion of doom. Um, yeah, I'm curious what Apocalypse's plan is going to be this year. Uh, definitely weaponizing Macomb as a big agent. Uh, but I'm trying to remember, each time, each season, it felt like Apocalypse weaponized one character more than like everyone else. Uh, and he's done like Vandal Savage. He did Lex Luthor, even though Lex Luthor is still kind of in charge. Uh, so he's... He's weaponized each person. So I wonder who this season will be, if it'll be Macom or if it'll be someone else. Because I guess season three had a couple. Had a couple people. And that's kind of the show. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of standard, at least more standard after this. Uh, once we get off of Mars, it's going to be a lot more 
used to, at least I'm hoping um, that we'll go back to kind of that season one vibe, season two vibe, probably season two more than season one, actually, uh, since season one is kind of a cat and mousey of with the apocalypse idea. But season two, it's very much at the forefront. And season three, definitely. But season three is also a weird tone in general because of all the outsider stuff. So we'll have to see. Uh, like I said, this is probably going to be a short show. Uh, but I will be uh, streaming uh, some video games in about an hour, maybe less. Uh, probably some Fall Guys and stuff like that. So stick around. I'm going to in-stream, though, to um, contain the episode in one portion so that I can upload it to the podcast format, to the audio format, sorry. And that will be that. Um, so yeah, so to st stay on the channel for a while. I don't know. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play some games. Um, I don't know. I, I know some people are available, so should be fun. Uh, that'll be like at six or six thirty. Got to go eat dinner. Uh, don't forget Wednesday, twenty-eight days later. Also, a little tease for the news: we'll be talking some Eternals theories on Wednesday. Uh, already, a news topic I'm going to bring up is I'm going to try and do a little bit more looking into. Uh, because I, I just find this fascinating that Eternals currently, I believe, is the most, sorry, the lowest rated MCU movie by the critics' Rotten Tomato score, which doesn't necessarily mean some, anything, but it's just something to note. And then on the flip side, it's also uh, like one of the most pre-purchased movie tickets of this year. Uh, already passing up other superhero films like Black Widow and Venom 2. And so it's it's like most anticipated. It, it could be a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> most anticipated and worst movie? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for it because of the director. But other than that, I was a little unsure. Which is weird, though, because I feel like at first the critics... I want to see... Oh, I wonder if anyone has broken down because critics often do their reviews like in waves. And I feel like after the first couple of days, a lot of the reviews were very positive. And then as we a little bit more time passed and we're getting closer to this release date next week, uh, there's been a lot more negative reviews to it. Or not necessarily negative, but just not positive, like neutral reviews that say there's good things and bad things about it. Uh, middle of the road people so it'll be a fun movie i think uh for the following week i'm super excited for it nonetheless uh mostly because of some of the rumors i've been hearing uh so that'll be fun yeah so wednesday will be 28 days later 6 p.m eastern time we'll be discussing that and then also some of this eternals news and what other news drops uh, as we always do and then Friday again, we'll be talking Young Justice, Episode 5. Uh, we'll be talking Young Justice until, well, until it finishes. But we'll be talking Young Justice. I, I can't 
ever remember Hawkeye's release date. November 24th, when Hawkeye gets released, then we will be doing Hawkeye and Young Justice. We'll be doing both. Uh, yeah, so just like three, three more weeks after this one of just Young Justice short shows, and then we'll be doing Young Justice and Hawkeye, and that should be fun. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here because I don't have too much more to say. Anyways, I appreciate y'all for listening, for watching, however you're ingesting this. Uh, I'm Joshua Troop. This is a unanimous indecision. We'll catch you next time.